Hey everyone and welcome back to CityWide Blackout, your home for the best creators from around the world. I'm your host, Max Bowen. And joining me now, though she is based out of Florida, she has played really all over the country, hundreds of gigs in a given year, and certainly much more to come. Singer-songwriter Frankie Ray joins me. Frankie, welcome back to the show. It's great to be talking to you again. Hi, so good to be talking to you again, too. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Now, we last spoke in 2019, so four years ago. Man, what a different world it was uh, back then. Um, you had just put out your debut. Oh, my God, I know. I had no idea. Oh, my God. We had, we had no idea what was right around the corner. You had just released <laughs> your debut EP, Brave. How would you say, though, in this time, how would you say that as an artist you've sort of changed? I think my songwriting's changed in that, you know, I used to write, I think in the beginning I wrote a lot. I would try to be too abstract with my words because I thought being more poetic and more abstract and I guess I would sing a lot in metaphors. And for some reason, I just, I thought that was more poetic. And then I listened back to some of my old songs and I'm like, that line doesn't really make sense. Like it made sense to me at the time, but I've just been working on becoming more direct and more clear with my lyrics. Um, and I've, I've gotten better at my guitar playing too. You know, I used to just only have, you know, three chord songs and now I'm, I've, I've learned how to add more dynamics and, you know, key changes and just things that, things that I didn't really play around with and like uh, different ways to tune the guitar. I've been kind of working on some experimental stuff. Um, and also my partner, he does, he plays bass and percussion, but he also makes a lot of beats too. And he has fun playing around with kind of, you know, techno style things. And we've been working with that. So that's been a lot of fun. So I'd say it's changed mostly just by becoming more experimental and you know, just trying to write about different things, not so much myself, but just what I see in the world. I'm just trying to broaden my horizons all I, the way around. I get you. It, it, it's actually interesting because you've talked about sort of simplifying your, your lyrics. You're trying yeah. more with the music to kind of branch out and do some different songs and styles. Can you give me an example as to some of the new things you've been able to try out? Um, well, lyrically, my... 20, my 2021 single I released, it was called Over Now. Um, that's a really good example because if you look at the lyrics of the chorus, the only words are, it's over now, it's over now, it's over now. And normally, like, I would never write, I would be like, no, that's too repetitive. But there's so much going on in the music back there. You know, I don't need to, I don't need to have it really wordy. You know, just saying the phrase, it's over now over and over and over again which is kind of funny because it's like it's over now but I'm repeating that phrase over and over again <laughs> um, I would never used to do that before and yeah and also with that song too um if you listen to the breakdown there's some cool vocal effects which I had never really messed with before and it definitely has kind of a more rock sound so I think that's probably if you listen to all of my music up to the song over now you can definitely hear a shift oh. and just a change and more experimental in the music but more simple in the lyrics okay you mentioned the uh that you and your partner have also been um experimenting with doing some techno sounds which I wouldn't think that would work with your more folky style but has it kind of fit in well enough 
It has. I mean, we haven't released anything. It's kind of just us playing around in the studio. But there is stuff, you know, my partner has a re- he has a really interesting sound on his own you know his chord progressions are always just really funky and kind of like oh that's different so there's it's it's not just straight techno it's you know there's acoustic guitar and and then I do a lot of a lot of harmonies around him and just kind of aerial sounds around that um and that's another thing with the lyrics we don't really write that many lyrics we just kind of find a cool phrase or a hook and just kind of sing that a bunch of times and just get crazy with the music around it but we do plan on maybe sometime later this year or next year working on an actual ep with the two of us with more of that kind of you know techno maybe edm kind of sound so uh this will be uh, your dance hall phase huh yeah yeah there you go <laughs> It's a heck of a change. I like that, though. Um, do you I know, I know, no, but I'm still folky. I mean, you know, that's still my roots. That's yeah. still what I'm gonna write. Of course, of course. <laughs> it's fun to play around. Oh, I think it's important too. I think it's important to try new things and not say, "Okay, this works for me now. I'll just keep doing it forever." Exactly. Exactly. I don't think you grow that way. I think you have to branch out and try new things just to grow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. So yeah. then let's talk a little more about that, because like I said, four years since we spoke, you've been playing hundreds of gigs. In particular, I saw that in 2021, you booked 388 gigs. For those of us keeping track, yeah. that is more days than there are in the calendar year, which means you played more than one show a day. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah, I I've learned to calm down on that. And I think in 2021, um, you know, of course, we were used the year after the pandemic and everything. And a lot of places were still shut down. A lot of places didn't have music. Florida kind of had its own thing going on. <laughs> it's controversial. I'm really good at it. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm a Florida resident. And a lot of the restaurants I played at kind of said, hey, you know, we're doing music again. However, you're going to be outside, far away from people. So do you want to do it? And I got to a point where I was so scared to say no to anyone because I was, you know, because then there was the Delta variant and it was just kind of like, oh, is this going to happen again? Are we going to shut down again? Or so I was just afraid to turn anything down. So I didn't. And then it ended up just being 388. And it was just it was crazy. I definitely don't do that anymore. Oh, <laughs> I okay. stayed at 300. <laughs> so, oh, just at 300. huh? Wow. OK, you're definitely taking yeah. it easy. <laughs> I try to stay under 300. I don't okay. know. I've, I've definitely been giving myself more time lately to just breathe and, yeah. and relax and live. Oh, you gotta. You gotta. And <laughs> yeah. I definitely hear what you're saying about when things first began to come back. It's that, you know, we thought we lost it. We definitely thought it was yeah. over. It was never going to come back. So I think there was a lot of that apprehension about, okay, well, we don't know what's going to happen next. I may as well just say yes to everything and then figure it out from there. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, and plus everyone and, you know, all the musicians here, everyone was just, you know, foaming at the mouth for gigs because we all needed work, you know? So it's just like, I didn't want to be the one to say no, because what if they don't ask me again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now everything's back and we're pretty much good. <laughs> nice. But still booking under 300 a year, that's quite a lot. I mean, that's more than a lot of folks do. But do you do this all yourself or do you have a team working with you? 
So I mostly do it all myself. However, I do work with a lot of just like smaller agencies that book multiple places. Um, I have a handful of people who contact me every few months and they say, hey, here are a handful of dates that I have at these places. And then the other person will say the same thing. And between myself reaching out and between those smaller booking agencies, that pretty much covers it. You know, that's how I'm able to fill up my calendar. And I always keep a good relationship with the people who book me and we're all really good friends. I don't really book with agencies who don't seem genuine anymore. It's kind of more like personal agencies, like individual people who own their own little small booking company. And I kind of prefer that, you know, keep it local, like mom and pop shop kind of booking agencies, Yeah, I <laughs> which I like. You. So you must yeah. have this like, just like down to a science when it comes to approaching venues you never work with before. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, I really do. I guess I've, I've, I understand how to get your package together. I understand how to write emails, making them concise and to the point. I used to just send my whole biography in an email. <laughs> Wonder why. It was like, honey, they're not going to sit there and, and take more than 10 minutes to read through your biography. You know, <laughs> it needs to be like literally four sentences, you know. Who are you? What do you do? What are you looking for? You want a book? Okay. And sometimes I even just say, here are the dates I have available. If any of these work for you, let me know. And a lot of people just write back immediately like, oh yeah, I have these. Do you, do you want those dates? You know, cause a lot of people who book restaurants, a lot of them are just the managers. And when you're a restaurant manager, you've got so many other things on your plate other than just music. You know, you've got your staff and money and, you know, everything. So it's the less work for them, the better. So I, when I send out an email to try to get a booking, I try to make it as easy for them as possible to click on my website. Boom. There's my press kit. Boom. There's a video. Okay. That's what she does. And I just try to make it easy for them. Take notes, people, okay? This is a class in how to book with venues. <laughs> Absolutely. It really is. And I've, it's a lot of trial and error, but that's kind of the, the method that I found works the best. Just be direct. You don't have to add all this. Hello, how, are you having a good day? But, you know, it's kind of <laughs> just, it's not rude. It's not rude. It's like, no, they don't have time. They're busy. They just want to see right there, four sentences. What do you want? Okay. You know, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, j just straight and to the point. That's that's the way to go. It's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not rude. It's just quick. You know, it's business. Exactly. Now, do you mostly play in Florida or do you play outside the state too? I mostly play in Florida. That's pretty much my bread and butter. Most of that is just because, you know, I've booked... You know, my residencies, a lot of the restaurants I play, I have the same place every Monday now, the same place every Friday, the same place every Saturday morning. And then throughout the week and the weekends, I kind of scatter it around. But I do go out of town for things like songwriting festivals. Um, in April of this year, I went to New York for the New York Songwriting Circle, which was amazing. So I definitely, you know, if I do, go out of, yeah, if I do go out of town for a gig, it's for something special like that. It's not really to go play at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I, I read that you got to play at um, at uh, the Bitter End in New York City, which is a huge accomplishment. What was it like being part of that atmosphere? 
Oh, it was so great. It really was. It was just so inspiring. I mean, this, as soon as you walk in the door, you just feel the energy and you're looking up and you look to your left and you see actual photos and ticket stubs of Bob Dylan when he played there. And then you look to your right and you see a, a, an original poster of when Joni Mitchell debuted there. And before, I mean, then they were playing there before they were even really famous, you know, like that's where they started out. So it was just, you feel the energy as soon as you walk in. It was incredible. Uh, the place was sold out, you know, so it's like every single seat was taken and I've never, I mean, it was just, it was incredible. Every single person was listening. It was like when you play at the songwriters festivals, it was kind of the same thing. Every person's listening to every word that you say, everything that you sing. It was just, it was a beautiful experience. I'll bet. Do you think you'll be coming back up North anytime soon? Um, I would like to try to get into the bitter end again. I know we've talked, I talked to the, you know, the people there and they said that they're, they might have me back in November um, or maybe next spring, but I, I'm always looking though to like, you know, Oh, is there anything cool going up that way that I can apply to? And I've, I have applied to some like, you know, music festivals that I see up there. Nothing's really happened yet with that, but I definitely want to. <laughs> oh yeah. And I think especially up yeah. here in the Northeast where I live, your style of music is a good fit. Uh, the area has a lot of different genres of music, but I would say like the folk and the pop are two of the more predominant ones. So certainly if you come to this area, I think you'll find a great audience. I really would love to, you know, in fact, that's, I need to like get on that this summer and just kind of start putting, you know, planting the seeds and putting my feelers out there to see if I can get up there this fall or even next spring. Mm. That's definitely something I want to do. All right. Well, hopefully I'll get the chance to see you live in person after all this time. <laughs> yes, I, would I will let you know. I promise I'll send you a message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Let us then pivot to new music because certainly you, uh, you have not been idle in that regard. You put out your newest single, Foot in Mouth. And reading the story about this, I like how this was. Uh, it's about being content in your journey, particularly in music. Yeah. What's been your experience with that? Yeah. Do you find yourself content right now did you get challenged a lot in that regard um i really have been focusing especially this year and after like the past few busy years i've been focusing on just understanding that look it's not a race it's not like i don't know i just always used to every day wake up and think that i was failing in some way because i wasn't playing at this festival or i didn't get into this festival or i can't get into this gig or you know, and I would just beat myself up over it. And then I would, you know, talk to some friends. And then there's always these people who are just like, oh, well, be on the voice. So you should, it's like everyone talks you up to make you feel like you should be doing more than you're already doing. And I think people who don't play music, they think that it's just as easy as, oh, go audition for the voice. Boom, you're famous and you're rich and that's it. And you're, you know what I mean? They think that it's just this linear path and it's not i mean you 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 go to the left and you climb 10 steps and then you fall down another flight of stairs and then you ride like it's just it's all over the place and i think i just really wanted to write a song about being content where you are and it's um it's okay to just be where you're at it's okay to you know <laughs> It's okay to be second place. <laughs> I guess that's what I was, that's kind of where I was trying to get with that song. Yeah, no, I I think that's a really healthy attitude because you certainly should go for your dreams, but at the same time, if you're not 
making that top spot, it doesn't mean you suck. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means you're where you're at. And maybe tomorrow you'll be somewhere else. Yeah. And the word failure, you know, I, I was just trying to re-envision what that word even means. Like, what does it even mean? Am I failing? Because I get to go play music every day. That's my job. Is that really failure? Just because I'm not, you know, headlining these big concert venues and this and that and this and that, you know, it's, does it really mean that I failed or am I kind of killing it? <laughs> you know? I, I mean, I would say booking 300 gigs a year is definitely killing it. Playing at the bitter end in New York city is definitely killing it. So I'm, yeah. you know, I mean, certainly, you, you know, are, are there greater heights, I suppose, but I would say you're doing pretty damn good already. Yeah. You know, and, and now, especially with, it's so easy to release your own music. Now it's not like you have to sit there and wait for a label to pick you up and then they control all of your music. And it's not really like that. You can really do it yourself now and just put your music out there. And, you know, and I thought about it, even if I did, you know, for example, I have a friend who, you know, was on The Voice and got pretty far and he ended up writing some music and he got signed. And then all of a sudden it didn't work out, but all the music he wrote was they owned it and they shelved it. So now they own it and they can take that song off the shelf and repurpose it for another artist if they want to. And that was just a horrifying story to me. I'm just like, really? Because my songs are just, maybe I'm too precious with them, but I couldn't imagine someone just taking your music and saying, well, we own it now. So I was like, well, what? That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> Who says that, you know? Yeah. There's a reason it's called music business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, personally, I wouldn't want to give my music up, even if it was in the off chance of making some big accomplishment. I'm not sure I'd want to take the chance of losing what took, you know, maybe months to create. I know. I'm the same way, you know, and it's like, is it really worth I mean, for example, another example is my brother. He had some big success with his band. He was a man called Foxy Foxy Shazam. And they had some one hit wonder, you know, back in 2013, 2014. And they they got pretty big. They were touring with you know the used and I, I would they were playing at all these big venues and they were touring the world and it was great, but it's kind of like they didn't, they didn't really have any rights to their music anymore. And then anything that they wanted to write that was different and new, the label would just say, Oh no, that's not really the sound we want. And it's just kind of like, you, you can't do what you want anymore. And maybe that sounds spoiled. Maybe it's just about me wanting to do what I want when I want it. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I don't know the whole, the whole thing. It just seems like it's a lot more trouble than it's worth. What's wrong with just playing your music in your cute little town and staying humble about it, I guess. Yeah. I, it, um. I think it's about what makes you happy. Yeah. That is exactly it. That is exactly it. Like, I am so happy having complete control of what I write and how I write it and working with the people that I want to work with. Do I really want to just leave all of that, everything that I've built, just for the chance to be what, famous or Taylor Swift or something? Because that's like a one in a million chance anyway, you know? Do you challenge yourself, though, when it comes to like a new year? Do you say, okay, this year I'm going to do this, this, and this? I do. Yeah. I definitely have goals. Um, some, some of the ones this year was releasing a single, releasing a new single. Um, I also just recently made a cool little 
it's not really an official music video, but I kind of just was playing around with some video editing software. And I ended up making this cool little music video for my song Foot and Mouth. And it is on my Instagram and on my Facebook. And it's not the whole song. I kind of just did it as a promo. But um, my goals this year was just to kind of find more creative ways to advertise the music that I already have, like making cool little music videos and content and things like that. So but I definitely at the beginning of the year, I write out goals. And those were some of mine for this year. Cool. When you're making the videos, are, are these just things you're doing like on your phone? Um, no, it's on my laptop, but ah. I found this cool um, editing software. Yeah. And then I just kind of like just sat around one night and I just started playing around and I was like, man, this is kind of cool. Maybe I should like do this for a lot of my music. And even if I record an acoustic demo, I could make some cool video for that just to kind of get people interested. I also saw that you had the chance to kind of branch out into acting as well. You were recently part of an episode of uh, the Bore Night podcast, which folks, if you haven't checked it out, check this thing out. It's on Spotify, likely a lot of other platforms. It's really hilarious. Uh, you were in a role as a doc- as a doc- Dr. <laughs> Comet Chianina of the United Bovine Science Coalition. In episode thirteen, yeah. up, up and away, and I and I listened to the episode. It's really good. You were you were fantastic in this. Thank you, thank you. How did all this come about? So it's really cool. Um, I just mentioned my brother earlier, um, and he is actually helping with the audio engineering of because he he still plays music, but the band isn't together anymore. So now he's mostly just doing audio production, which is what he wants to do anyway. So he was in charge of the audio production for this podcast. And the song that's in that episode, he wrote the um, he didn't write the lyrics for it, but he basically wrote the, the melody and everything. Everything you hear is all him performing it, my brother. Um, but he reached out to me and his friend uh, Peter, Peter Pepper, he helped write the whole podcast, The Bore Night. So they both just reached out to me and they said, hey, you're you're in because Peter lives in St. Pete. And he's like, oh, you live close, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, do you, do you want this role? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and then there was a song involved. They said, well, we need someone who can sing. So that's why we asked you. But if you're interested in reading the parts, too, we could do that. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so it's really cool. And now I have a thing on IMDb, which is awesome. I never thought I'd be on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I really thought your role was pretty hilarious. You're you're this like you're this like bovine scientist, and uh, I think what I like most is that you're you're very like a very upbeat, good natured kind of character. Yeah, yeah, and it's confused too. They're like, she's a cow from the land, and now she's under the water, and she's like, "What is this place?" And it's really cool. There's actually, um, I went back last week to record a new episode, um, that should have been released, I think, a couple of days ago. He was supposed to message me. I didn't hear anything about it, but I'm pretty sure the episode's going to be released soon. Um, but yeah, keep up with the Boar's Night. You'll see another episode where uh, Doctor Chianina pops up. Oh my Chianina. god. <laughs> a great character um tell me a little a little bit more about the character how you kind of got into it i don't have any acting experience whatsoever besides being in drama in high school and even then i hated the acting exercises because just talking isn't really i don't know (laughs) it just was like i can't express myself through acting like other people can but i just kind of 
I don't know. I just, I read the script a bunch of times. And one of the cool things about this podcast though, was they said, don't overdo it. Like we're not looking for this big dramatic, you know, it's very like kind of monotone, just, just be yourself. That's all they said. There's like, remember, they're not going to see you. So they're not going to know what you look like. Just sound like yourself. So I was like, okay, I'm a nice, calm doctor who's kind of confused but <laughs> wants to help people and so that's kind of how I got into it. Do you think you will be like a recurring character in the series? I hope so. I know they just finished the I think this was the second season. They just finished that. Um I do know they are taking a break. I think they're just going to get their heads together and see where they want the rest of the show to go, but um my character will definitely if they continue going with the story um, then they'll definitely bring my character back and I'm down for it. I think it's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All yeah. right. Well, Frankie, we are coming down to the end of the conversation, but before we wrap things up, of course, the big question the folks want to know, what's next for you? I am working on a new song. I haven't gotten in the studio yet, but um, I've worked on the demo and I actually kind of recorded the song last year, but I didn't really like the way it went. But the song is called Nothing Less Than True. And again, it's about the music industry and it's about my relationship to it. And kind of the main point is kind of along the lines of foot and mouth. You know, I'm OK where I'm at, but nothing less than true is more just about I just want to be as genuine as I can, as genuine of a person as I can, no matter what happens in life. No matter where this takes me, I want to stay humble and stay grounded and just be who I am. So that's kind of what the song is about. Excellent. And of course, I expect uh, many more shows to come. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got uh, I've got my my schedule pretty much filled for this year. I have some cool shows at the Hard Rock Cafe in Tampa, so it's a pretty pretty cool venue. I've got some shows there throughout the fall, so that'll be a lot of fun. And then, of course, I'm always applying to songwriters festivals and you know just seeing what I can do. I might have some shows in Ohio coming up in September I'm going up for a family reunion and my aunt plays in a bunch of bands up there and she's like oh when you come up let me know we'll get some shows in the books for you I was like okay (laughs) so I might have a little mini Ohio tour coming up which will be fun because that's where I'm from that's where I was born excellent excellent I I actually know some folks in uh in Ohio as it turns out cool Right. Okay, yeah, we're, I'll be in the Dayton area. Okay, I'll, I will, I'll definitely let them know. I'll definitely let them know. Well, all right, Frankie, we are bringing this thing to a close. And, of course, for the folks at home, if you want to learn more about this wonderful artist, you check out Frankie Ray, uh, Frankie, dot com. Everything's there, tour schedules, music, music videos. Of course, check out the Board Night podcast. It's available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. It's a wonderfully hilarious uh, kind of sci-fi, bit of fantasy, bit of just, it's a lot of fun, folks. Just check it out. You're definitely going to like it. And uh, Frankie, definitely looking forward to the next uh, conversation, and thank you very much. Thank you, Max, so much. I had a blast. Thanks for having me back on. Hey, this is singer-songwriter and mental health advocate Stephanie Mathias. Be sure to check out my single Hero Side, available on all platforms now, and listen to Citywide Blackout, your home for the best indie artists. And that brings this episode to a close. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow the show on Facebook under Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram under Citywide Max. 
You can find this show on your favorite podcast platforms, and new episodes are added every week, as well as every Saturday at 10 p.m. on Boston Free Radio. You can get at me at citywidemax at yahoo.com. Whether you want to suggest a guest, submit music for the bi-weekly Blackout Collection playlist, or just say hello. That's all for now, and I'll see you next time. works out At any minute now you'll pull away Misinterpret what I say I never say anything right And I feel the blank stare So I tell myself that I don't care I mean what good does it do In what am I trying to prove Ask myself, is it worth it to sit around waiting for it? Though, is it all a show? And everybody asks me where I'm going next. I'd have a plan if I could only find my head. But what's so wrong with staying here instead? Through the races with nothing to show My tired eyes look desperate I know is this all to get ahead of a charade A song and dance To forget the plans I've made I feel like I'm always on trial here Justifying what's never clear I mean what good does that do? In what am I trying to prove? I'll just paint on my happy face And clown around waiting for who knows putting on a show I'll never have to wonder where I'm going next Cause I'd say anywhere is just as good as here And maybe, just maybe Mr. Githo will appear It'll all work out Ooh, yeah, sure The light, the tunnel, the yada 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 Yeah, sure, so instead he wins the race But I mean, what's so wrong with Winning second place my mouth, that's how it always works out. I ask myself, is it worth it to sit around waiting for it though? Is it all a show? Just live your life, you never know. And everybody asks me where I'm going next. I'd have a plan if I could only find my head. Have a plan.